The Jenny Hatch Show and my interview tonight with Dr. Leonard Horowitz is forthcoming. We dedicated this show to Sherry Kane, an investigative journalist who is perhaps the world's leading expert on the backstory of what's happening right now with the drug industrialists, the globalists, and their COVID nightmare. Dr. Leonard Horowitz is the author of the book Emerging Viruses. AIDS, Ebola, Accident or Intentional, and his new book, which is being highly censored, is now available on Kindle. So you can get his COVID book. It's available on Kindle and as a soft cover, but he's having a difficult time getting the hardcover produced. Here is my interview with Dr. Len. It's the Jenny Hatch Show at Colin. And just a sec, my recording didn't start. Okay, there it goes. It's the Jenny Hatch Show coming to you from the Colin app. My special guest tonight is Dr. Leonard Horowitz. And Dr. Len, how are you doing tonight? Oh, very blessed. Thank you, Jenny. Thanks for 
being an activist like you are and reaching out to me. It's uh, humble for me, humble and a uh, pleasure to join you. Well, I thank you so much. You were the keynote speaker at an event I organized in 2009 on the steps of the Denver Capitol when these same people were rolling out the H1N1 vaccine, I had become extremely alarmed about what was being claimed they would do to pregnant mothers and losing their children. And that did bear out. And you were the keynote speaker at that event. So thank you for stepping up and helping me with the work that I do. Nothing has changed in these last 12, 13 years. Would you agree with that? They've just doubled down. Well, in terms of the risk, uh, I think the risk has been there. So not much has changed with regard to the fraudulent concealment and the manipulation of the population via vaccinations and the vaccine genocide. Except what has changed is that the biotechnology and the nanobioelectronics uh, that is being concealed, uh, censored, and virtually the news is not talking about what is really ongoing with COVID, where it comes from. They alluded to China, which is really false and misleading. It's false and fraudulent by omissions. And misrepresentation takes you away from Harvard, takes you away from MIT, takes you away from the Department of Defense. And what was really happening over the last four or five years in the development of the mRNA vaccinations by Pfizer and Moderna so that is new, and I think that it's extremely disturbing from somebody who looks at the science, myself, I look at the science, and then what I see in the media is the censorship, which in law really is fraud by omissions and misrepresentations. It's not about just COVID and the variants. Uh, in fact, I think that COVID is just an excuse to do the testing and the genetic manipulations that will enable the major uh, global industrial complex. This is the global reset some people have heard about in making the news increasingly. And again, fundamental to that is the actions of Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum and Bill Gates at the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and their globalists that are the most powerful industrialists, uh, including big tech, including big pharma, including big energy, including big banking. And that involves now the globalization agenda financed by the banksters and private equity investment firms that are engaged in money laundering and genocide. So that's what we're what is actually a kind of an overview of what's really taking place that disturbs me. And just about a year ago, we did our last podcast, and you had just filed your lawsuit against Pfizer and Moderna. So could you give us an update on the status of your lawsuit? Well, yes, the status is that it is virtually on hold. It was dismissed without uh, without prejudice. Uh, what happened was that I became very sick. I was exposed, uh, uh, having a great deal of stress, having been attacked heavily by counterintelligence. My website, my main website, with Sherry Kane, uh, God bless her soul, she uh, created 528records.com and that it was hacked. At the same time that happened, I was being attacked by the uh, people at MailChimp. Uh, I had been already censored at Google and YouTube, and I had been censored at Vimeo. And Sherry created 528records.com uh, and also revolutiontelevision.net. And at the same time that all of that was taking place in terms of the censorship and the suppression and the distress, because this is, uh, for people who don't know, Sherry Kane was my beloved, and Sherry was just an outstanding, legendary activist, journalist, extraordinary, extraordinary and protector of women and children, particularly against pedophiles and exposing, as she had been doing, among the leaders 
exposing the FBI's involvement and the highest level pol politicians' involvement in child sex trafficking and the Epstein uh, cartel. So basically, uh, that includes, of course, Bill Gates and MIT and Harvard, the research that over intertwines with the nanobioelectronics for the what's called the Neuralink, Neuralink or brain cloud connection, which is the heart and soul of what this is really about for the global industrialist. COVID is a, and the testing uh, enables that. So my lawsuit, I was doing fine. The judge was pretty, pretty good. And my filings were right in the face of Pfizer and Moderna. And I was also suing Shine, which was my previous employer, and also Hearst Corporation for the propaganda machine. And I was doing great until, under all that stress, I had been uh, active, and, and actually I got into, uh, I was hit by a driver, a truck, that knocked me into a gas pump while I was pumping gas. I was literally stopped pumping gas. My back was to the truck. My back was on my car. I was leaning against my car, and the truck smashed into my car, caused virtually totaled it, and I went flying against the gas pump. So I was then at that point seeing a couple physicians and physical therapists who had gotten vaccinated and had been shedding the spike protein antigen that everybody spreads when they get vaccinated. And that's confirmed. There's no question about that. That overlaps your concerns about pregnant women and infants, the whole neonatal situation there. It was in the Pfizer protocols that I learned the definitive fact that that was a risk because of the shedding of what is called the spike protein antigen. And that spike protein antigen was being censored and still is. The, the major components of that spike protein antigen comes directly out of AIDS research and development. It's got four genes that are literally uh, the same identical genes that permit the AIDS virus to spread rapidly. And the attachment mechanism, the GP120 receptor site, intertwines with this spike protein antigen. And that's what they're injecting. So in other words, the COVID vaccines, if they work, they're claiming that they're now capable of causing the DNA to output massive amounts of spike protein that people are shedding and spreading. So I was one of the people that was victimized. I had already, I had already gotten over COVID. So I was immune, natural immunity. But yet the spike protein antigen as I had been actually talking about on radio and actually had concluded years and years ago, whenever you have a man-made virus, because the genetic engineering, the splicing of the genes into that virus, it causes the virus to be unstable. It's not like the virus had evolved over millennia and stabilized. A spliced laboratory creation is highly unstable and it becomes a mutagen. It mutates rapidly. That's why you're seeing the uh, various strains of COVID and the new Omicron variant. And the reality is that the spike protein antigen is the principal component that is man-made and highly mutagenic. So that spreads to bacteria and viruses. And I've been talking about that for a quarter century. And so I got the spike protein and it goes into my body. I'm under stress and distress. I'm really not taking good care of myself at this point because of all the circumstances, which is always bad. You know, whenever you don't take care of yourself and watch your immunity and you don't uh, drink enough, enough uh, I've been drinking fresh squeezed grapefruit juice for vitamin C, vitamin C, vitamin D, vitamin E, uh, the zinc, the, the uh, various types of chlorophyll and antioxidants. Chlorophyll is a great antioxidant, oxy-silver. I didn't take oxy-silver even. So oxy-silver was 528, great antioxidant. I neglected that. And 
this spike protein antigen that I was exposed to from the doctors that I was associating with, it mutated in my body hemophilus influenza. Now, if you don't know anything about hemophilus influenza, it's a flu-like illness or it causes a flu-like illness, and it is about 33% identical to COVID-19. So there is a predisposition for it to mutate with COVID-19 and the spike protein antigen. So that's what happened. I got hemophilus influenza. All of a sudden, I had difficulty breathing. And I, uh, my dear friend, who is Sherry's best friend, Michelle Schaffner, she became my patient advocate saying, I got to take you to a medical clinic for you to get whatever. And I said, well, no, I'm not really interested. She said, no, 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 you have to do it. You have to do it. So I was pretty sick. She took me and they refused to treat me. They said immediately I have to go to the hospital across the street. So I went to the hospital. And as soon as I went to the hospital, it was over. They basically mistreated me. Uh, they misdiagnosed it. They misdiagnosed it for three days. They put me instantly on a whole COVID-19 regimen. I was given the poison, severe, and in essence, in eight days, I lost about 25 pounds. I looked like somebody that just got out of a Holocaust camp uh, in Germany. I literally, I was totally skin and bones. And it was at 10 o'clock at night. I'm lying in my bed and a dark person, all dressed in black, comes into my room. I call him Darth Vader. He had a, not just a regular mask, like all the other hospital staff were dressed in blue. This guy is all dressed in black. And unlike the other hospital employees, he's not just wearing a mask. He's wearing like this massive goggles and block and, and like whole helmets. And he is all black. And he wants to now put me on a ventilator. And so the ventilator, I said to him, no way. I am not interested. My my uh, oxygen levels were 66. Oh, my gosh. Very low. Very, wow. very low. And so he says, i got to put you on a ventilator. And I said, no way. I'd rather go. I said, I'm not interested in, in your ventilator. And I said, I'd rather uh, be with God than basically undergo what you have planned for me. Not interested. So the next morning, thank God, Michelle... And a, a friend of mine who's a lawyer combined efforts, and I had somebody else praying for me heavily, and who, who's a, a genius from from uh, Seattle. The three of them basically caused us to threaten the hospital. Michelle snuck in, literally snuck in, gave me oxysulfur, gave me vitamins, gave me everything that was necessary for me to actually get back to normal and within 24 or maybe 36 hours my blood oxygen levels went from 66 to 88 yeah. and that was the minimum cutoff where they couldn't hold you anymore they'd have to send you home so my friend who's a lawyer and also a patient advocate for me uh, basically told them that they needed to release me otherwise we would be suing them so they did, and that's where I, my recovery really began, and I've been, you know, successful. Uh, that was in August. So now, getting back to the question, what happened to the lawsuit? So because I got sick, because I went to the hospital, and the judge found out about that, of course, and because I, I, I had to give them notice that I couldn't respond timely to some of the filings. When you're suing these kinds of characters, you've got to be on it. And I was pro se. I was doing it all by myself. And so I was delayed and I couldn't respond timely enough. So the judge, in his wisdom, said, I'm going to dismiss this case without prejudice because you basically, in essence, you're bringing up some really important points. Subsequently now, over the last several months, from, let's say, uh, September 
till now, February of the new year, over these six months approximately, we've had everything that I told the court has been confirmed. It absolutely has. Absolutely. And I knew it. I knew it was all it was all real. And uh, anyway, so where it stands right now, the, the case could be rebrought. But, you know, frankly, I'm just so busy, I need a lawyer to take it. And frankly, I've got so much on my plate. And the way in which events and circumstances have evolved, I've been advising agents for Jim Jordan in Congress. Wow. I've been advising people that contact or in contact with Rand Paul. And under the circumstances, the Republicans' hands are tied. So they're really beyond their bribe state because they're all bribed. Whether you're Democrat or Republican, basically the drug industrialists have bribed the politicians. There is greater hope in the Republican to have justice being served. I don't expect it. I see substantial corruption within the, both parties, and I suspect strongly that unless we have a full Republican Senate and, and House uh, and presidency, we're not going to see any of these criminals go to jail. We're not going to have uh, any type of uh, remedy against the genocide that's impacting humanity. I see that even if President Trump was uh, re-elected, I, I see that as uh, unfortunate. It's unfortunate that he has had gone from being concerned about vaccinations, he claimed during his 2016 uh, in, in uh, speech. Yeah, some of the debates. He was. Yeah. He brought it up in the debates. Exactly. So he, you know he, and and I believe that his son is autistic. Uh, I believe that you know his one his one son is seriously impaired. It's obvious that that's so. And so, how did he get impaired? I think that that's probably uh, it. Must be presumed. The evidence and the facts are not, are not uh, at this point, you can't prove it, but you can presume it based on the facts. And that Trump has sold out. And Trump actually had options that he didn't exercise. And one of those options was to bring greater scrutiny to the military that was financing the mRNA vaccination agenda with Fauci, with the NIH, with the uh, Fauci's organization, NIAID. At this point, what I did over the last uh, several months in my book that's resulted from my research and both lawsuit and, and subsequent research, I wrote a book called COVID Coup. Do you have, a, do you have a publication date yet? Yeah, yeah. It was supposed to be up. They blocked it. Kindle Amazon has literally, I can't even believe it. I can't even conceive of it. But they blocked the hardcovers. I, I have not one single hardcover. It was supposed to be out. I was supposed to be receiving them in early December. It was supposed to be available by Christmas time. We pre-sold copies of it. I still have wonderful supporters who are extremely disappointed because we haven't been able to send them the books they need to pay for already. So it's disgusting. And you would not believe what they've put me through as the publisher and the author of this COVID-2, The Rise of the Fourth Reich. So the book's the done, and they have absolutely made it impossible for you to get it to the people who want to read it. Is the Kindle version blocked as well? No, the Kindle version is available. It's a PDF, and also the soft covers are available, which is bizarre because we ordered the hard covers before the soft covers. More people like the hard covers, and basically, it, it, it's they've done things in such a way as to make it look like they're providing service when, in fact, they can't possibly be doing this legitimately. 
they have got to be targeting. In the meantime, you've got two good books out there. Kennedy's book is a good book, but he misses so much of the reality. He doesn't get in any, at all to the neurobioelectronics, the nano-neurobioelectronics. He doesn't really touch upon the major science. He doesn't really touch upon what happened at MIT. He doesn't really touch upon what, what the Epstein financing with Bill Gates at MIT. And he doesn't get into Charles Lieber at Harvard, who has now been uh, convicted of espionage with Chinese government. Well, hello? Just really look at what the FBI censored in arresting Lieber. It spills all the beans and all the media and all the big tech controlling Amazon, for example, and the book publishing that they put out. They're totally censoring and they won't allow this intelligence to come forth. So anyway, it's what's, what's the other disturbing. What's the other good book? You said there were the two. Good, yeah, Glenn Beck wrote a book on the global reset. So you've got to have... I think there's three important components. Kennedy covered pretty good that you can't trust the drug industrialists. Unfortunately, he is pro-vaccine, which is absurd. It's such a hypocrisy. And, you know, he had a, you know, his wife had a party. He had to excuse himself because she said that you, you have to be vaccinated to attend Kennedy's party. Like, well, gee whiz, it's how ridiculous. Yeah, there's such a disconnect. It's a, it, but it's intentional. It's an intentional disconnect. And it's a fraud upon we the people. And, and Glenn Beck brings in, you know, the, the Great Global Reset and the importance of what this is, what is happening economically to civilization. But he's missing the science. He's missing really the COVID science. He's missing the vaccine science. And so... You know, COVID coup, they, they have wanted to suppress that book, and they've done an outstanding job. I've, I've, right now, it's been uh, about four weeks since I've, asked, I've been working to try to get an alternative printer for the hardcovers, and uh, that may be secured over the next month or two. Tell me the subheading again, because I kind of cut you off. Yeah, it's called COVID coup, The Rise of the Fourth Reich. Okay. And it's available on Kindle for all my listeners. Go buy that book. I'm going to buy it. I didn't know it was finished. So this is great news for me. Oh, Len, where should we go from here? You've got the science. We don't want to get too technical because my listeners tend to be moms. And so I'm always talking and, and writing for moms who are pregnant, who have little ones. What kind of hope can we offer to the moms, especially those who were seduced into getting the, the vaccine? Oh, gee whiz. You know, that, I can't even answer that question. It's so sad. You know, it just, it tears my heart. You know, you know me for 25 years, since 1996, when I published Emerging Viruses, AIDS, and Ebola, and then subsequently my mother died of the flu vaccine, and then I woke up. And I've been trying, pleading with uh, mothers particularly. Uh, I'm completely supportive to home birthing. Uh, my position has strengthened. Um, I used to be called a radical, that I would take a, quote, anti-vaccination position. No, I am now beyond a radical. I am the world's foremost vaccine opponent, period. I mean, I am an abolitionist. I am a vaccination abolitionist. I am too. Why has my, my position even strengthened? Is because you've got to look at the nano-bioelectronics of what's called the vaccine hydrogels. That's where the nano-bioelectronics are located. That was output by the Langer and Lieber labs at Harvard and MIT under military contract. This was for doing what is called the neural link, connecting your brain to the cloud, harvesting your DNA through the testing. Whenever you get tested, you're virtually giving them your DNA address, your personal, private DNA address. And the DNA, most people don't realize, and this again is completely missed, 
by other authors who published good works. If DNA is an antenna, you've heard me say this, it's an antenna to God. It receives in sound and light signaling. It is the primary mechanism by which the Holy Spirit power of love comes into your body by grace and then transmits the energy for healing. All healing occurs by the Holy Spirit. Not chemistry, not drugs. The Holy Spirit does the healing. And then you've got a medical cult, a culture, supposedly scientific medical pharmaceutical cult that tells you you've got to take drugs and you've got to take vaccinations in order to boost immunity and your resistance and recover. Hogwash, the new evidence and the new science, and it's not my science, in fact, the leading top officials in Pfizer and Moderna who I was suing. What are they investing in? Exactly what I'm telling you. Look up two companies. Look up what's called frequency therapeutics. Frequency. Hello, 528 hertz frequency. Hello, the miracle frequency of the original musical scale. That's 528. Hello, the fact now that there's two independent research labs internationally that has confirmed without my work at all they took my work without contacting me they did studies to see if anything i was saying and i came out with with the book healing codes for the biological apocalypse the original musical scale and the miracle note do re the miracle in latin miracles the miracle note of the original musical scale is 528 frequency and i've been saying for since 1998, this is the frequency of love. This is the frequency that bees buzz at when they're making honey in their hives. This is the heart of the rainbow, 528 nanometers. This is the sound of pure tone love and divine communion through a loving heart in faithful prayer. Faith is required to have a relationship with God. Well, and I, I remember Sherry telling me years ago, that you had discovered that the DOD was really coming after you because they were most freaked out about your work with 528. That's right. It was both at the same time. It was 2008. What happened in 2008, two events. Number one was I was on CNN. What happened was Barack Obama's minister, Reverend Jeremiah Wright, virtually made me a CNN. Uh, what happened was the chaos for his lectures saying that goddamn America for creating the AIDS virus to kill people of color. That was his position and lecture. So he was called to task by the media. He stepped forward and he said, quote, have you read Dr. Leonard Horowitz's book, Emerging Viruses, AIDS and Ebola? He recommended to America, virtually the world, that they read my book. So I was on CNN, and that put me on the map. At the same exact time that I did that, I had won an award for being a world-renowned uh, intellectual from the World Natural uh, Pathic Association, World uh, Natural Medicine Organization. And they asked me to lecture, and I presented a lecture, and unfortunately that organization was literally infiltrated, like all of the organizations are infiltrated by intelligence assets for deep state, for basically the global cartel that continues the status quo, because they have to infiltrate opposition. That's why you have what's called controlled opposition. For example, the FBI took over the KKK, they didn't put it out of business. They infiltrated it, and they basically still to this very day control it. That's why you had the FBI involved in the bullshit with, excuse my French, the Russian dossier with the FBI and Robert Mueller. Robert Mueller, I exposed him royally. I, I was the one who came out with the truth about the origin of the anthrax uh, uh, bacteria 
and the spores that were created at the Patel Memorial Institute in West Jefferson, Ohio, under the CIA's project uh, Jefferson and uh, Clear Vision. There were two projects. The Pentagon was was Clear Vision, and uh, the CIA had the the same project, and and it was called between the two Clear Vision and Project. Um, uh, let's see, it was. Um, Anyway, it was clear vision. I was the one who came out with that and said, New York Times journalist, uh, that he should publish this. And it came out. At the same time, I had been hounding Robert Mueller with the FBI because I read the whole anthrax scam. And I knew that it was a lab creation. And I knew that it was primarily to sell Cipro in fear right after 9-11. Yes, I remember so, that. Yeah, so at any rate, they, they did the same, they do the same thing over and over again. It's, it's an agency, FBI is an agency that, that operates on behalf of the deep state. Sherry did a complete independent thing. She investigated the FBI for their child sex trafficking network because what happened was one of my colleagues was a CIA operative and an FBI agent supposedly retired. His name was Ted Gunderson. If you remember correctly, in 2009, after my lecture, I made it on the 2008, in 2009, Sherry and I were attacked. They produced a fake sex tape. Among many things that they did, they created a fake sex tape. And well, they said... They sent Timothy Patrick White after me, and he started stalking me and harassing me. And right. and it was just because I was friends with you, and That's I was right. doing work with you, so I was part of that as well. Exactly. So you remember, you were you were a witness, and you were a victim as well. So that group was run by Ted Gunderson. And Ted Gunderson, Sherry determined, through a lot of research, and also uh, befriending Barbara Hartwell, that Ted Gunderson was operating as the gatekeeper for all the poor parents who had lost their children, particularly the young boys, to yeah. the child sex trafficking network, the pedophile network that was feeding the politicians just like Sherry told me he would fly in whenever a kid was kidnapped or went missing, and he would flash his badge, oh, I'm from the FBI, and he was just there to clean up the mess and deal, exactly. with, deal with any local reporters, the mothers, it was always a mom, you know, and he would he would say, well, we're all over it, and then never did anything. Sherry, in fact, it was Barbara Hartwell who said to me, prove to me one person that Ted Gunderson has put in prison. He said, that wasn't his job. That's right. That's right. And yet, you know, you know, going into the issues that we're facing with the divisiveness between black and white in America today, the, the whole... Um, you know, woke movement. This is an agenda. And the FBI is up to its eyeballs in guilt. You have to go back to when Timothy Patrick White was attacking you via Ted Gunderson's organization. Who else was there working with him was Dr. Truon. You mean Albert C. Ott is his real name. His fake name was Truon. And he was the one that produced with these agents, these CIA, FBI, counterintelligence agents, the fake sex tape, they, and that they had fully intended to disparage me and Sherry and basically ruin our lives. They infiltrated my businesses at that point. I lost three businesses that were doing great. And, and Sherry and I were literally, by 2010, virtually on the street. Yeah. It was by miracle, both God and Sherry that I didn't end up, you know, in the gutter, honestly. Yeah. So with all of that attack, all that attack, those attackers or organized and orchestrated, that's what they do. It's called controlling the opposition or controlled opposition. And you have major media influences, including in the independent press, my position on Alex Jones, controlled opposition. My position on David Icke, controlled opposition. Why do I say that? 
because I know these people personally. I know what they did to me personally. And it wasn't very nice at all. And it indicates, and there's no reason to damage Dr. Leonard Horowitz. Why would they do that? Why would they well, promote a fake sex tape? You know, because they really were involved in an organized crime of disparaging, defaming, uh, libeling, publishing terrible things about us. And basically, it's the same people. I mean, I was called, and so was Sherry, a Khazarian, satanic Jew. You know, they did the same, they're doing the same thing now with blacks. This is what they do. This I just, what they did. I remember and, what, what happened to me when Sherry wrote her definitive article outing this circle, and they were mostly based in California, in Los Angeles, and there were open pedophile child trafficking networks that had this thick overlay of Satanism. They had literally had Hail Satan on all their personal websites. And they were just this, this ugly, disgusting bunch of people who were messing with us, but they had been hired by the drug industrialists to also mess with anybody who was talking about the, the ugly side of vaccination. And it was just all the same crowd. And they came after us with hacking our computers and gang stalking. I think I was poisoned a couple of times. It was just a nightmare for all of us. And the reason why they came after me is because I republished Sherry's article on my blog and I stickied it to the front, I pinned it. So that for seven months, that was what you saw when you went to my blog. And at the time, my blog was getting 40,000 unique visitors a month. And they were like, okay, we got to go deal with her. So I, I felt it too, Len. We didn't lose our home necessarily, but we did move to Utah because the, the harassment in Colorado was just getting so crazy. And we went to Utah and then I got gang stuck there too. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's, that's what they do. So this Ted Gunderson, who operated as the overseer for CIA and FBI, the child sex trafficking network and also with uh, the uh, taking out the anti-vaxxers you included that was ted gunderson and alma siad and alma siad was the fbi's leading anti-semite and racist yeah so this is the, this is how i've been watching the whole woke movement you know as a complete fraud play out and I know who's behind it because I personally lived it. Uh, Ted Gunderson, actually, how I learned about the connection was he was the one that had Bobby Seale uh, arrested and and killed ultimately. So this is. I'll never forget the day I get this email from Alma True Eyes. And he begged me, he begged me to take that article off my blog. And it was like, boy, you're getting really pathetic here, aren't you? You have to beg me to try and do something. But he, he had he had no way to control me. And it was it was beautiful to watch how pathetic. And I think some of them were working in such a way that if they had flipped and tried to do the right thing, they would have also had hell to pay. So I'm not making excuses for them. But I think once you're working for these types of people, you know, your only option is to work for them. Barbara said that one time. Once you get into yep. this, once you get into the CIA, you can never get out. And yep, so, that's right. And they're mind control. They're, they're, yeah. you know, and you see it, they're fractured. That's why Alva Siad, he, he wrote every which way in order to get, you know, you, you say that he came uh, and, and uh, asked you uh, to kindly, he had at least six or seven different personalities he would go from one to the other and sherry diagnosed it sherry found the connections to realize that it's the same person he's got multiple identities doing the writing yeah. you know so we we, we exposed that and if you haven't seen my award-winning film it's called unvaxxed a docu-commentary for robert de niro unvaxxed a documentary for Robert De Niro. It's, it won um, let's see, five international awards. I did watch it, was, it. I watched it when it came out. And it was fabulous. Yeah, thank you. And what, why I raised this issue is because now with that film, you see the biggest picture of all, how the uh, people in these 
corporations marketing, advertising, and controlling social media, how they are organized, and this is administered like a military intelligence program yeah it's very precise it's, it is military precision and thomas aquino was part of that circle too wasn't he yes uh, you mean michael aquino right? oh yeah yeah i think thomas was his son yeah michael aquino as a matter of fact i just uh, posted the other day uh, i posted two let's see yeah okay i posted two videos on revolutiontelevision.net about a month ago, I posted, and again, I have no way of getting this intelligence and this information out. I have no email anymore. I have no, they, I have been blocked by four different servers. I have been blocked by MailChimp. I was blocked by Send in Blue. I was blocked by Square. I was, I'm blocked every which way I turn. Right? Len, Len, that is the evidence right there of why you are so effective. They have to shut yeah, they you down. They don't want me to. That's right. And they, they have realized they can't frame me. They can't. Uh, they can't do anything. They can't. But they, can't they can't discredit you. You have. They, they can't discredit me, right? And because they, they, they failed, they, they, they tried to frame me once. They tried to, you know, the sex tape thing didn't work. All of these things that they do, they just have to sh shut me out. Like yeah. I don't exist, and that's what they've been very effective in doing. So, at any rate, I, I'm raising the issue because if you go back to uh, Gunderson and his group and uh, Michael Aquino, I posted two videos. One is called the Vaxxed Zombies movie. Vaxxed Zombies. It's on revolutiontelevision.net. And that was about a month ago. And about two weeks ago, I posted a interview I did with John Moore on Republic Broadcasting Network. I videotaped my, uh, my presentation on there. And it really irked me to see Geraldo Rivera on Fox being so heralded as such an important figure in journalism. It makes me sick. Because he is nothing but an infiltrator and a deep state agent based on the evidence that I have. Yeah, he had Ted Gunderson on his show back in the day. That's right. That's what's on that segment. That's why I raised it. Because he, he has one, I've got that segment where Michael Aquino and Gunderson are interviewed by Geraldo Rivera in a good cop, bad cop theater. It's theater. And what really hurts me goes back to everything we've been talking about with vaccines. It was Geraldo Rivera that covered up the origin of AIDS in the hepatitis B vaccine. That was in Willowbrook. That's where Geraldo Rivera got his start of his career. He was a player from the get-go. And that's why I, I published that just, you know, to do whatever I can do to make people aware that this slime ball is a double agent. Yeah. Well, so many in the media are compromised. They were, oh, yeah. Barbara taught us that. They were just literally raised to do the work that they're doing right now. And it's time for them to um, to just stop. It just needs to stop. It's got to stop. You're right. Well, I, then, I'm going to agree with you. Thank you so much for your time. I can't tell you how I have mourned Sherry's passing. And I dedicate this show to her and her memory. She was one of my dearest friends for 12 years. And I'll always think of those 12 years that we partnered together and created so much great content and did their podcasts and did the various rallies as being just one of the high points of my life. And I just hope that as you go forward, that you can feel the just never ending support I have for you and your work, the good that you do and the, the, the love. There's just always this undercurrent with you of love and never ending humility that just touches everything in my heart about what's good and great. And I know that you are being vindicated, vindicated with every day that passes by. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
Well, thank you. I'm crying. You know, you got me crying now. You know, every day that goes by, I start my day by thanking God and Sherry. I wouldn't be here right now. I really wouldn't be here if it wasn't for God and Sherry. You know, so that's how I start my day. And I miss Sherry so, so terribly. And uh, anybody that knows her, and you, you and I were so blessed to have known her and be the recipient of her love. She loved you dearly. I can tell you that. Oh, she absolutely loved you. And uh, she was so thankful to you for the activism that you were doing. It was a kindred spirit that she felt with you. And uh, it's really, uh, you know, you know, I know that from the other side that her energy, her soul spirit is still here with us. And, uh, you know, Sherry, wherever you are, we thank you and love you. Yes. Thank God for you. Me too. Well, I love you, Len. Keep on, keep up with the great work. Any any new developments, don't hesitate to reach out. I'd love to hear an update as things unfold. And we know the scriptures prophesy we're going to win. We're going to yeah, win. The question is how many people are lost between right. today and that final day when it's all over. So That's right. Yeah, that's exactly right, sister. Um, you might want to just like give me a ring in six months because again I don't know I'm, I've been shut down. I'm, I'm surprised they haven't shut my phone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just so glad I captured this. I'm going to go share it on all of my networks, and I just pray that Heavenly Father will open up the pathways to allow this information to go to the people who are looking for it. There are people desperately looking for your information, and they just don't know where to find it. And so I'm going to just go blast it out there on the internet and hopefully it'll create some motion. Oh, that's great. Great. You know, I, I haven't been uh, publishing up until about maybe three months ago when they shut me down heavily. Uh, I had some excellent articles that are still up on medicalveritas.org. Medicalveritas, V-E-R-I-T-A-S dot O-R-G. That's a great resource I'll give you the information about the Pfizer, uh, Moderna, mRNA vaccinations, and everything that I had published. Uh, well, I'm going to, on the call-in page, I will put a link to Medical Veritas and specifically to the page that talks about your lawsuit. Because I like to believe that that lawsuit will go and, and be effective. And there's other people who are preparing lawsuits right now. So... You're not alone. I, I'm so proud of you, though, for standing alone in this particular one. It's so typical of you to just be right there front and center. Okay, let's get her done. So, God. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. And, and I think that, yeah, I've I, uh, needed to reach out uh, to those lawyers. I know Larry B. Kraft has, has a lawsuit that is ongoing. Have you heard the name, have you heard of Robert Barnes? Vaguely, yes. That name rings a bell, but I don't, I don't know he's, anything about it. He's doing some great work, and uh, I'll send you a link to him. I think he might be a good person for you to connect with on some level. Well, that, that would be great. With the, uh, because I'm so busy and uh, virtually isolated at this point, uh, you're going to have to agent whatever conversations that activity that we engage as uh, some, you know, activists movement, okay? Sounds good, and I will be happy to contact you in six months. I think that'll be probably the perfect time to do it, because my guess is we'll have had some things happening in between. So, God bless you, and have a wonderful night. You too, Jay. Thanks a lot. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.